Hello and welcome to another episode of Media Snack Meets. Joining me today is Herman Hassenstein, Senior Head of Global Marketing Operations at Puma. Hi, Tom. Hi, guys. Hello, gentlemen. Where are you? There you are. Welcome to Media Snack Meets, where we get to meet the individuals and organizations doing great work to inspire success and drive change through the global media and marketing industry. Because the best are short on time, we ask just six questions in 15 minutes. We get to learn what is behind the success, what it takes to make change in the industry, and what the rest of us can learn from that experience. Please subscribe to get alerts of all upcoming guest episodes. Right. Hey, Herman. Herman, good to have you on the show. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Very good to see you. Um, okay, so let's just kick straight off. For those that don't know you, let's um, perhaps you can explain what you do at Puma and tell me something that you're most proud of in your career. Puma, I know you've done some amazing things at Puma the last few years. Uh, I just saw you were rated the, the most sustainable brand in fashion, I think, this week, which is uh, that's right. Wonderful yeah. thing. So maybe something to do with that. Anyway. Our fashion has uh, rated us number one there in the composite index. And uh, I wasn't even aware of this, to be honest. Uh, it's uh, quite a success and something that we should probably even celebrate more. Good. Um, cool. So explain your role. So you've been at Puma a little while. So what, what's the what's the job that you do at Puma? I've been with Puma for, let's say, like 12 years now. And uh, it's been quite a ride. started out as head of media and then expanded that role, given that uh, Puma is uh, sort of decentralized, centralized beast, if you will. And uh, media has not really been front and center for most of the time. So as I said, I expanded that role. And, and now, as you uh, rightly pointed out, marketing operations, uh, which consists of still media. Uh, and this IDcoms is helping us with the relationship of the global media agency on record, mm -hmm. uh, but also overseeing the global marketing budget now, uh, as well as consumer insights and also my pet project, which actually is the segue to what I'm most proud of, installing a little bit of marketing analytics at Puma. Yeah, very good. Maybe we come on, touch on some of that. So, I mean, you, you and I have known each other a long time from you know, back in agency days many years ago. And for those that don't know, uh, Herman is now based in Boston, but originally obviously from, from Germany, uh, as you might be able to hear, or you could guess. So and you've got a good perspective of media from different angles and in different places in the world. In your mind, what's the best thing about working in media or around the media industry? It's uh, almost twofold uh, and almost... Yes, contradicting each other, if you will. Uh, I think it's on the one hand, it's, it's such a fast-paced industry, right? And uh, I think, you know, I've seen in the last five years probably more changes than in the first 15 or 20 years uh, in the business. Uh, however, I would say that at the same time, it's something that absolutely remains the same. That's like the people-to-people uh, communication, conversation that is still front and center. And, and when you see touch point relevance uh, and you try to measure it and on top of uh, all the touch points is still, uh, you're being influenced by a friend, by someone you know. It's like the micro influencer, if you will, you know. Uh, that's something that is not going to change, uh, I think, ever. And it's also something that most recently with everyone celebrating digital and working remotely, um, I've just had like a city vacation with my wife back in the UK and then we have to be in Soho 
uh, in London uh, of, of uh, some afternoon and it was a gazillion people coming out of the offices and in front of the pubs. Everyone wants to get together, mm. right? And yes, media uh, with all the clubhouses that were at some point emerged and, and everyone, oh, this is the new thing. And Yes, it's, it's not, nothing really changes, it feels like. It's yeah. more like, yeah, the algorithms change, right? But at the same time, it sort of remains the same. Yes, we're no longer counting in GRPs and everything, uh, or planning and, and, and rating everything in GRPs, but uh, it's still more or less like, well, how can we influence people? And that is, I think, hasn't really changed, to be honest. Yeah. It's an interesting perspective being in a brand like Puma, which is just so culturally rich and embedded in you know culture and conversation. And as a business, you've made lots of investments over the years in all of your different ambassadors and yes. your associations and affiliations, which you know look, many people would, would recognize, which I'm sure it's, well, I know, it's exciting. It's an exciting business to be in. And it's yes. an exciting part of you know, the marketing spectrum. Uh, it, is, it is absolutely exciting. At the same time, I have to say, it's sort of frustrating to watch because yes, you always have to go for the, for the alpha, the, the, the tier one ambassadors, right? But then, as I said earlier, yes, the, the more influential ambassadors are more on the lower tier. And then you have to go into the, the, the influences that you buy in bulk, apparently, media right now, right? And the ones that are uh, doing TikToks only or YouTube only, or they do everything. And so it's, it's part of the media mix that, that changes, but it doesn't really, if you will. You always have to uh, tick all the boxes. And uh, that makes it, of course, challenging then for, again, my other project with like the marketing analytics, uh, what is the return on all of this, right? Yeah. And uh, measuring the return on investment on, let's say, Dua Lipa is just as uh, impossible, if you will, as measuring the return on investment for Manchester City, you yeah. know? And you have to have trust in that this is, is actually something that brings uh, something to the brand. Uh, and just as much as uh, probably the return on investment on a micro-influencer on, on Instagram, yeah. which can actually be very tangible in terms of the return, you know? That's good. Really interesting. That leads us probably quite nicely into question three, which is thinking about some of the challenges in the industry, of which there are many. You and I have discussed a number of things over the years. For your business, from your perspective, what's the, what is the biggest challenge? Is it the analytics and measuring things? Is that... Or is there something else that's that's that yes. out of humor? I, I think I think it goes hand in hand with some sort of um, overconfidence hubris. You know, it's like uh, everyone now everything is digitalized and and everyone everyone can measure everything, right? At the same time, it seems like we cannot measure anything anymore, right? Because there's so many data points out there, and putting them together in some sort of composite score or I don't know what, it, it's not answering all the questions. Yet we hear from all the market players that, oh, gosh, yeah, we can do it all. And uh, if you have any issue in, in measuring brand heat, just switch on social listening. It's not that easy, right? And uh, the accountability also of uh, a media agency uh, then to actually move the needle or bring something to the table that is really changes something for our business is simply not there, I feel. Yeah. And uh, that comes with, with me personally or the brand or my colleagues being approached by all these players out there claiming that they know everything, they can solve everything. I've been to, I don't know how many times to South by South, Southwest, I'm stopped going because it's basically 
just some some big sales show uh, where everyone over promises and ultimately if you dig a little bit deeper then ultimately under delivers you know it's a pretty depressing state of affairs isn't it? but, <laughs> but you know I, mean, I share completely the same sentiment which is we have definitely over complicated things and trying to measure too many things is becomes a distraction because you don't really know at that point what's really contributing to the and, to the performance of the business and, and that's where I think uh, media agencies or any agency for that matter really I think should maybe step a step, take a step back and look at what is their core competency and what can they bring to the table when they talk to the C-level people. Because when I joined Puma, again, media was an afterthought, right? Mm. Uh, we had so many other issues, with supply chain and distribution and everything, where media simply cannot help, right? Mm. And uh, claiming that they can address everything uh, along the, the go-to-market process it's simply not possible. It, it's uh, again shows a little bit uh, too much confidence, if you will, and therefore, uh, yes, I think that the, the trust is not necessarily there. Uh, if, if you think you can just address everything with data, for example, yeah, yeah, it's not that easy. I think that's a good challenge. Challenge set for the for the industry there. Okay, so next question. Uh, we're thinking about leadership advice. So I'm always curious to know. You know, I know that you've probably worked. In, even with just within Puma, with some pretty inspirational leadership. Is there a piece of advice that either you've been given that really kind of stuck with you over the years or something that you use, you know, with other people and shared with other people? I'm not sure if there was advice that I've been given, to be honest. It's more like an experience over the years now, working for a company, um, on the client side, if you will, now versus on my previous agency life, uh, that it's got to be about the people. It's got to be about relationship, uh, respect, your co-workers, your business partners. Treat them in a way uh, how you would treat family and friends, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, just as an example that always, I will always cherish for the rest of my life, I guess, uh, when we had a top-to-top -top meeting with Google and it was shortly after COVID and everyone was scrambling and, and Google, the guy there from Google said like, oh yeah, well, we like the flick of a wand, we just gave everyone laptops and they were work working from home, right? And then our CEO basically said, yes, uh, that's great, but honestly, we also have to keep producing shoes, people in factories, so we have to think about safety of our yeah. people. Uh, the well-being and it's not just oh work from home and, and it's fine right there, there are so many facets i think where you you can actually treat your your colleagues your co-workers in a way where they would really really like to work for the company and give everything and this is something that where i go to the headquarters right now in, in bavaria and i see how um, we are helping ukrainian refugees and conference rooms being turned into uh, kindergartens and preschools Mm. And it, it breaks my heart. And, and uh, the canteen, they, they eat lunch there. You know, little families walking over to the, to the canteen. It's just amazing. I've never seen anything like this before. And it makes me so proud working for this brand, i got to be honest. And uh, this makes me feel, okay, so this is not just uh, a company that creates shoes or sweaters, right? It's really, it's a family. And yeah. I think the leadership advice here is just like, treat everyone uh, with respect and, and as family. Yeah. And then I think they, they will give you everything back, you know? Yeah, I love that. Thank you. Outside of Puma, 
which I know is a wonderful family and you kind of live and breathe it and wear, you know, wear with pride. Outside of that, where would we find you when you're kind of, you know, decompressing, relaxing? What, what do you like to do outside of work? Most likely find me is a, in the backyard here working. <laughs> uh, where I would want to be find is basically on a sailboat. Uh, right now, I haven't really made any inroads with my family. Uh, also, travel is sort of in the way of uh, having my own boat at the marina here and, and actually working from basically the cockpit there, right? Which is sort of my dream out there. Th th that is my passion. And maybe further down the road, I might be able to actually accomplish that. I'll see. I'm working hard on that. Uh, but right now, with uh, two kids and not too young anymore, but not necessarily too passionate about going on a sailboat, uh, yes, I still have to wait a bit, I guess. Yeah, I know. You and I have been talking about that for a while. You made the dream come true. I know that, yeah. We, we still have, well, I've managed to get the boat. I'm encouraging you to, we still haven't gone sailing together, so we'll, we'll do that at some point. So, okay, finally, listen, just let me wrap up. Appreciate all the insights, the, the opportunities in media, some of the challenges for the industry and some of the things that, you know, you at Puma are challenging the industry to think about. Think a year from now, hopes for the kind of year ahead. Where would you like us to be as an industry, you know, 12 months from now? As an industry for media, I don't want to add more to the dystopian view that I shared earlier, but uh, uh, I think that everything that I also, through you, I follow whatever Mark uh, Pritchard says, and it would be great, of course, if uh, digital would sort of turn the corner and, and come up with a single currency that would make it more easier, plannable, if you will, and, and uh, also more accountable. But generally, again, me working for a brand, we have sort of bigger worries with the cotton index uh, uh, challenges in China. Every Western brand right now is taking it there, right? Uh, supply chain issues, logistical issues, the war in Ukraine, of course. Uh, so it's, it's really a year from now, I'm actually less worried about anything media and, and uh, advertising rather than uh, we need to get this this world sort of back on track. And uh, this is quite selfishly then for the brand uh, to make things more plannable again, uh, stepping out of the crisis mode. Puma has been grown almost faster than the competition. And it's really, uh, we don't know why that is, but we wanted to actually right now in this phase start growing the brand with added media investment. and and integrate the, the media agency more in the planning process. And yes, that's uh, really on my plate, but everything has been uh, put on hold right now because we're just scrambling and trying to, to fight those, uh, those crises. And right now it's still, it's, a, it's a year, another year of uncertainty, I would say, right? Yeah. And I would like this uncertainty to stop. Yeah. That will be my hope for next year. <laughs> I, th I think it's really good. I mean, absolutely. I, th I love the idea that we just need to get out of crisis mode. I think that, that, that's a really, you know, a really sensible ambition and a, and a good hope. Herman Hassenstein, thank you so much for joining us. Okay, Who would you like to meet on future episodes? Please let us know in the comments below. Subscribe to the Media Snack channel, where you will also find previous guests, including leading marketing executives from companies like P&G, Uber, LVMH, Mars, Ikea, and many more. Plus, some of the industry's most provocative thought leaders, such as Belinda Smith, Sir Martin Sorrell, Wendy Clark, Gary Vaynerchuk, and Professor Mark Ritson. You can also get alerts to hear about upcoming new guests. If you liked this episode and think someone else would, then please share it. Thanks so much for watching. See you next time.